Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Today on the show, I want to talk to you about something that is happening right in front of our eyes. It's inflation. Uh, you've probably noticed the cost of things are going up. There's some new reports coming out and have come out actually talking about where we are and what that looks like, how it will affect our economy. And there's going to be some steps and actions the Fed is going to take. So the question is, how will it affect your investments? We're going to talk about it today on the Invest Well Show. All right, so inflation, it's something we all know about. It's something we all think about. It's something we all are really experiencing now in a way that generations for a little while have not experienced. You know, I don't know if you saw this or not, but inflation rose 6.8% from November 2020 to November 2021. And uh, the CPI increased 4.2%. We're in, literally in a situation, 4.9%. We're literally in a situation where costs have risen faster uh, than anything since 1982. So this is you know, different, right? We're in a place where we're seeing costs go up. Just some some things that I wrote down here, just to kind of put this into perspective. I know as you're out there buying things and doing things, you're saying, ah, but I can't get my toys for my kids for Christmas, or I can't go buy a car, I can't buy this, I can't buy that because of supply chain issues and all of these things. But let me kind of help with some statistics here. Uh, energy is up 33% since November. Think about that. Gasoline itself. So if you are not a a uh, Tesla fan or uh, an electric car fan. You don't have one, per se. Maybe you have a fan, but maybe you don't have an electric car. Gasoline itself is literally up 58.1%. Food is up 6.1%. Uh, it's the fastest 12-month price increase in 13 years. Let me say that again. This is the fastest 12-month increase that we've had in prices in 13 years. So we have to go back 13 years ago and say, wow, what, what did that look like? Well, that's almost back in 2008, right? So we have seen massive increases pretty quickly. Now, the question a lot of times for people is, okay, how do I protect against inflation? And what does that look like in relation to my investments? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But before I jump into that, I want to talk about um, the Fed. Because, you know, the Fed's job primarily, the Federal Reserve, you may not know, is to help with monetary supply in the country and also to help aid in fighting against and keeping inflation in uh, normal ranges to some degree. That's really a big part of their job and a big part of their goal. So when you take a look at some of the action that the Fed has taken, if we go back and we rewind the tape and we go back to the beginning of the pandemic, almost the beginning of March of 2020, we see that the Fed started infusing a fair amount of capital into the, into the economy, right? What are they doing? Well, they're, they're purchasing assets, and they were doing it to the tune of about $120 billion a month. So I want you to think about this for a minute. So our economy, a lot of you are right now saying, well, you know, the market's been amazing. The market's been really up. It's been, it's been awesome. I've made a lot of money over the last year, year and a half. But what you may not realize is the Fed has been purchasing assets, in other words, buying, uh, putting monies into the economy, funneling monies into the economy. Uh, think, of it, think of it from the perspective of a swimming pool. Here you are, you're swimming in a swimming pool, and the swimming pool has a couple massive leaks in it. But here's Johnny the fireman next door, walks over with a big fire hose, <laughs> and he's dumping uh, uh, water from the fire hose into the swimming pool. Well, even though those leaks are there, and water's coming out of the pool, the guys that are swimming around, your kids as they're swimming around, they may not feel 
the water actually going down because it's being you know being overcompensated for, so to speak, by that fire hose. Similarly, the Fed was buying 120 billion dollars a month of assets, essentially infusing money to some way or shape or form into the American economy, primarily markets, etc. So we say, okay, that's what's happened. What have they done now? Well, they, they've, they've taken steps because, again, their goal is to try and protect and, and, and slow down the growth of inflation. And one of the things, one of the ways they want to do that is by reducing their asset purchases to $30 billion a month. Now, at face value, in simple terms, really what that means is they're going to be in a place where they're going to be infusing less capital into the economy. And if you can go back to that swimming pool analogy, if you say, okay, here's, here's Fireman Joe, right, with his fire hose, putting all this water into the pool, and there's, and there's holes in the pool, and then all of a sudden Fireman Joe places or replaces the fire hose from the fire hose to your garden hose. And you think about the, the volume of water going into the pool, it's going to be very different. So eventually what's going to happen is those leaks in the pool are going to start to be felt by the folks swimming in the pool, right, more, more quickly. And so that's what's starting to happen here is the Fed is reducing the amount of money that it's actually putting into the economy through asset purchase. Again, going from $120 billion, which is where it was kind of pre-pandemic, beginning pandemic, all the way down to $30 billion. It's a big deal. The other thing that the, the Fed will do is uh, look at when they will raise interest rates. We know interest rates are basically still at all-time lows. They've been at all-time lows for some time. Uh, the Fed chair has said that uh, his desire is to keep those rates basically flat or frozen until 2023. But what we know is if inflation gets out of hand, they can choose to change that, that desire and increase interest rates. So what does this all mean to you, the consumer, as you're investing, as you have investment portfolios and you said, Mike, my investments have gone up this year in the stock market and my 401k has gone up and my, <clears throat> you know, my business has gone up, even though it's been challenging to get supply and things, I've seen increase in my personal value and that's been a good thing. What does that mean to me? All of this conversation that you're saying, aside from the fact that it's going to cost you and me more to live. Right. Because when we go to the pump instead of paying, I pay premium for my cars. I don't know what you pay. Maybe you pay regular 87. I don't know. But you go to the pump and you buy gas instead of it being 250 a gallon. It's 450 a gallon or 350 a gallon or 750 a gallon, depending on where you're listening to this in the country. And so one of the things that we know is that's already been an effect that we've seen. If you've been trying to buy a car, one of my assistants at my uh, financial firms, she literally is trying to buy a car. Well, what's interesting is the cost of vehicles have gone up like crazy. They're selling over sticker right now. Why? Well, because supply and demand. The, the, the dealerships don't have the supply and they don't have the they don't have the supply to get it out. But the demand is there. Why? Well, because interest rates are crazy low and people can buy. So one of the things the federal do is Federal Reserve will do is raise interest rates to kind uh, slow up that demand and, and, and allow supply, if you will, to kind of catch up. So what does this all mean in relation to your investments? I mentioned that before, but let's talk about that. So here you are, your investments have gone up in value because the markets went up, and as they should. But what does that actually mean to you? Well, if interest rates start to rise, what that means is that's going to slow down the engine of purchases. It's going to slow down the engine of, of people buying homes. I mean, just think about it this way. 
let's say you were going to go out and you were going to buy a home right now and somebody's going to get a 30-year mortgage and the interest rate is 3.5%. Well, that's okay. That's that's great, right? I can put down X amount of dollars and I can uh, borrow X amount of dollars and my mortgage payment is going to be X. But if the interest rates at the bank are now 5% or 6% or 7% or more for a 30-year loan, well, now all of a sudden that payment that used to be two or $3,000 a month is four or five or $6,000 a month, depending on what's happening because the interest rate has doubled, right? Well, what does that mean? Well, just from, from simple terms, it's, it's understandable that, that there's going to be less people buying homes. Now, obviously, what that may do is push ultimately the price of homes down. So if you're sitting on your home right now and you're saying, wow, my value is amazing. I want to go take out a home equity loan, home equity loan and take all this money and spend it on world travel. It's probably not a good idea because as these things start to occur, what could happen in your area, depending on where you live, is your actual home values start to repress or come back down to more realistic level, realistic levels. We've seen that happen uh, over time. And so that's one thing that will occur. The other thing that will occur is as the Fed is actually purchasing less assets uh, and interest rates start to rise, well, then what happens also is corporate buyback starts to slow down. In other words, executives from corporations start to slow uh, the pace of their purchase of their own stock. Why? Well, right now they can go borrow money basically almost for free and go purchase their own stock. And as they do that, it pushes stock price and so on and so forth. So I think as we have these numbers come out and you see these numbers, you'll be listening and watching this show after the numbers have come out here on Friday, uh, uh, December 10th is when I'm shooting this, 9.52 a.m. And at the end of the day, as these numbers have come out, what we know is the Fed is probably going to take some action and they're going to start to take some action sooner than we originally anticipated. So I believe what that's going to do is that could potentially speed up the pullback of the market or the market's actually dropping or falling down. Now, to what degree will they fall? I don't know. But I do believe that there's a couple keys that you need to be thinking about right now with your investments. So let's start with this. I think the first thing you need to evaluate and really realize is how much risk are you currently taking? If you've listened to me before on the show, you hear me talk about this. It's an important conversation. You need to know this. You cannot just invest with your head in the sand. You cannot just invest with your head in the sand. You know, a side note in my quote unquote other life, other hats that I wear, I have several financial companies. We have advisors that are helping families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. And one of the things that we always discuss or they always discuss with clients over there is how much risk they're actually taking. What does that look like? So they have an understanding of if the markets were to pull back, if the markets were to crash and drop 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever percent, what does that mean with their investments? If you don't know the answer to that question, you need to have an idea because there's ways to calculate that. And there's ways to look for off-market structure and investment in products that will de-risk your portfolio. So that's number one. How much risk are you taking? Write that down. If you're driving in the car, <laughs> don't write it down. Do it when you get home, okay? If you're running on the treadmill, don't write it down. You may fall off the treadmill. That would be bad. You'd be taking way too much risk to do that, okay? So how much risk are you taking with your investments? That's number one. Number two, what are you going to change or do you need to change so that way, when the markets do pull back, they're not just going to go up forever, but when they do pull back, uh, that you're ready for it. 
Now, I'm not sitting here as like a, a market Ned negative, like, oh, I'm scared of the markets and all of that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm a big fan of making money in the markets, right? I'm a big fan of making money in private equity. I'm a big fan of making money in real estate. I'm a big fan of making money in, in insurance products. I'm a big fan of making money in anything that gives me the ability to make money. But I think we need to be thinking about with our portfolio, number two, what changes do we need to make? Do you need to make right now? Don't just sit there with the mindset, well, I'll just wait and see. You know, there's a lot of conversation as well turning the corner of 2022 where there's going to be new legislation and new taxation possibly from the administration on capital gains taxes and other things like that. You've heard me do shows in the past on tax planning. It's a big part of the story. And that leads me into number three. What are you doing to prepare for taxes in the future? Because you want to make sure that you think about that. You might say, okay, my, my value's up right now. I don't really want to sell it today because if I do, I'll have to pay taxes. Well, maybe that's without tax planning at all. Maybe you can in, in, include some tax planning in what you're doing and, and actually help mitigate some of that tax risk. But the question is, would you really rather sell it at a higher level pay a little bit of taxes that you need to pay and keep more profit or wait until maybe some things happen, the markets pull back and then you get freaked out and you end up selling at a lower level uh, and, and you maybe don't pay as many taxes, but you also don't keep as much. Now, I'm not suggesting that we're going to get freaked out when markets drop. That's why we want to have a plan in advance. But all I'm saying is, is you got to be thinking this way. So number one, how much risk do you have? Number two, what changes do you need to make? And number three, what are you doing to prepare for taxes in the event that the markets do pull back and you want to sell? Maybe you want to sell now instead of later. Okay, these are all things you need to evaluate. Number four in this process is where are you getting your advice from? You know, one of the things that I did over the years that you may not know this, I commentated nationally for CNBC and Fox and Bloomberg for about six years. And I always was of the mindset when I did that, that a lot of times people that were sharing information and advice, you're sitting there and you're watching these networks and you're reading these papers and you're gaining information. The reality is you don't know necessarily who these journalists are or who these people are that are that are sharing things on on. On the screen, you may see their face each and every day or a week, but you don't know anything about their financial situation. You don't truly know about their financial success, and yet they're giving you advice. They're sharing thoughts and ideas to you, and a lot of times a consumer at home in the comfort of their home will take this information and say, wow, this is what I should do, and they don't stop to evaluate, wait a minute, does this information that I'm receiving actually apply to my situation? Because it may not. So are you in a place right now where you're getting the kind of advice or information specific to you with really a holistic, well-rounded approach to help you get to where you want to go? This is so important. It's so important. Now is a time, I think unlike any other, with all of these actions happening with inflation occurring, with the Fed getting ready to make changes, that we are getting ready to look at and do some things, and, and we're going to see the economy move in some ways over the next six months, year, two years, I think in ways that we have not seen it move uh, in the last couple years. So I think we need to be preparing for that. This is an important conversation. I wanted to share this show with you because I believe it's an, a key, crucial piece uh, of, of what we're doing. I want to pause and just give a moment for uh, the sponsors of our, this show, Wall Private Wealth, and you're going to get a little bit of chance to see some opportunity there. 
Over the years, one of the things I've seen and really found to be true is the fact that many people really do want to make good decisions with their wealth. Thank you for calling Wall Private Wealth. This is Maggie. One of the things I'm so excited about that our team has done over the years is we've really put together a unique suite of services through Wall Private Wealth and the advisory firm, U.S. Private Wealth, to incorporate things like private equity and direct real estate and insurance-based contracts and tax planning and legacy planning all under one roof, allowing us the opportunity to bring to the table for the families we serve solutions that can truly help them protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. All right, guys. So listen, as you as you are listening to this show uh, and, and living your life, my only challenge to you is seek out the right advice. Take the steps you need to prepare for what is to come. This information that I'm sharing with you today is information that is important. You need to know uh, so that way you're not just watching it on TV and saying, hey, these things are happening. But you're also saying, OK, wait a minute. This could actually affect my investments at home. You know, just like you talk about inflation here, inflation, you say, OK, how does that really affect me? Well, I'll tell you what it does. It affects you when you go buy gas at the at the pump. You know, when when, when the current administration comes in and says we're shutting down the Keystone pipeline, you may say I'm all for that or I'm not for that or I'm for whatever you're for. Well, let me tell you what you you know now by doing that and limiting the amount of actual supply that we are creating in our own country. Guess what? You're paying more at the pump. You're paying more in the store. Why are you paying more in the store? Because truck drivers' costs have gone up because their gas has gone up. You're paying more for the price of an airline ticket. Why? Because I remember talking to Ed Bastian, the CEO of Delta Airlines, a, a while back, and he talked about, Mike, if if our gas, if the gas price moves, moves just a penny, it costs them a couple hundred million dollars more. Just a penny move for gas. So it's going to be reflected in everything that you and I do. Listen, somebody that you know needs to hear this show because they're wondering, what should I do? They're hearing the noise. I gave you several key things that you need to focus on in the show if you want to rewind and go back and listen to it again or watch it again if you're watching it on uh, the, the investwellshow.com. By the way, if you're listening to this on podcast, just head over to investwellshow.com if you want to see my beautiful face. You may love to see that. I don't know, but you can go to investwellshow.com. See it there. There's ways that you can interact and reach out to us. Also, if there's topics you want me to cover about investing or life in general uh, and re you know related to that, reach out to the show and let me know. But as always, share the show with someone that needs to hear it. Uh, we appreciate you dialing in and listening in. And my goal always is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next show. Keep in mind, the information shared on this show is not to be considered investment advisory advice. For specific recommendations based on your situation, make sure you reach out to a professional, whether it be financial, accounting, tax, attorney, or whatever you may need to help you find the information necessary to make good decisions.